This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So... The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to Rob Ryan Red, a Wrexham FC podcast by Nathan Salt and Rich Faye, bringing you all the latest views, news and interviews from around the race course. Now, if you're new around here, make sure to subscribe. But enough of that. Let's get on with the show. Croiso, hello. What a week there, Naif. I mean, where do we start with that one? It's all Dover now. Wrexham came from behind. One of the most incredible football comebacks I've ever seen. I don't think I've literally ever seen anything like it in my life. Wrexham 5-2 down, 65 minutes gone at the Kairos, leading to a side who still on minus points had won one game all season, scored six goals in 2022. Their striker, Giassi, hadn't scored all season. He got a 13-minute hat-trick. Just when it looked like Wrexham were starting to get the promotion push underway, there was that moment we all thought, is this it? Is it over? Have we found a new way to Wrexham it up? But my words. Wrexham Cave were behind. 6-5 in the end. I still can't quite comprehend it. I just couldn't sleep at the weekend. It was just playing back in my mind. How was it for you following it from afar? Painful, mate. Absolutely painful because I'm desperate to be there, as you can imagine. Um, and I'm going to be at a lot of the games coming up. That was unfortunately not one. It was not one that the documentary crew were at either by the sounds of it. You know, they're calling out now for as much fan footage as they can get. And they're, you know, they're asking for submissions. But yeah, I have to admit, I, I was I was working late and I was just, you know, dialed into the commentary and it got to five two and I thought there's an element of irony that Rex have been so good against all these teams. Chesterfield, Halifax, Borehamwood, Grimsby, these other teams at home. And yet it's Dover and Michael Giassi who have absolutely shredded us, basically. Defensively, we looked like we'd never played together before. When you watch the highlights back, it, it's quite incredible. I think their first goal, Rich, is, is one of the goals of the season at the race course. And we've seen some good ones, but that's firmly up there. Um, yeah, and we sort of I, I, we applauded it maybe a bit too much because yeah. we, we thought, oh, bless them. Yeah, we'll let them have that goal. Yeah, I was going to say, do you, think, do, do you think it was a little bit kind of, uh, I mean, you know, the way it was described. Let's say, if Stockport would... score that goal against us, we don't all stand up and clap. No, 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 exactly. So exactly. So it kind of it kind of bit us back on the backside, really. A bit of karma there. But look, you've got to give them credit. There's no point, I don't think, focusing on, I'm sure the players will, and I know they have done a big debrief of of kind of the defensive frailties and, and why they can 
they can ill afford to have a repeat of that between now and the end of the season, including the playoffs. It's about focusing on on the the spirit and and the comeback and the ability to not be beaten. You know, you saw players coming on and, and immediately getting the ball back and gesturing to the crowd. Yeah, I think Jordan scores his fifth from the free kick and he turns to the Yale stand or the Wrexham Lager, Wrexham Lager stand. And, you know, he sort of gestures both arms into the air as if to say, you know, come on, last push. And, yeah, it'll be a game that, that everyone there will never forget, uh, good and bad. I mean, some were there for part of it, as we'll get on to in, in this podcast, and, and not there for the rest of it. But, look, you were there, Rich, delirium. You've been on every radio station in, in the UK, I think, this week talking about it. It's been the hot topic on Five Live and Talk Sport, and everybody's been talking about it. You were on, I mean, you even went on BBC Scotland, BBC Radio Scotland to talk about it and uh, so no have you felt a little bit like a minor celebrity this week is this what Ryan Reynolds and Rob feel like on a daily basis or yeah I was in demand the day started at 6.30am to go on BBC Radio Wales with Ian Hunt and then we did Radio Scotland I think at half eight and then was it 4pm or so half three we did talk sports so we literally did like a radio station in Scotland England or Wales it was yeah it was (laughs) felt myself repeating repeating quite a lot of what I'd already been saying but you know, it's just everyone wants Wrexham. We're, you know, we've already been national news, but we're not just making headlines off the pitch now as well. The team are one to be proud of, and you, you hit the nail on the head there. It was the fact that even at 5-all, the players weren't like, oh my God, we've brought back to 5-all, let's bask in this moment. They thought, right, it's time to go get another goal here. We know it's not been good enough today. We know we've let the performance slip. We're not going to go on social media and apologise afterwards. We're going to mm. win, it, win it now while we can. And yeah, the attitude is just amazing at the moment and you touched upon it there as well you know I think Wrexham fans are being realistic I don't think we're going to win the title because even if we're flawless it still requires Stockport to have a drop-off which they just haven't shown any sign of doing so we're probably going to go to the playoffs but with momentum and if you go into the playoffs in that sort of mentality of we, it's not we won't go into the playoffs saying oh we've just missed out on the title because it was never really there. Mm. So instead we go into the playoffs saying, well, we're full of confidence with an incredible run, hopefully still, and we won't fear anyone. And the other factor is, even if we do go behind or the players start a bit nervy, in fact, we're packed Kairas, I still now back them to fight to the very end and to always get a goal. We just always look dangerous now. And yeah, I'm just, I'm feeling very optimistic. Of course, there were concerns the defensive attributes on show were really concerning um, a bit of a mixed bag, isn't it, on Dibble? I know some fans are saying that he's just the scapegoat, really. He's like, oh, Harry mm. Maguire. Whenever we can see the goal, we say, oh, blame Dibble. I think he has getting some harsh criticism. I think it's more so to do with the fact that back three aren't used to playing with him. So no. you get errors because they don't know where he's going to be. He comes for the balls differently compared to Rob Layton. You know, Rob Layton maybe isn't as commanding from corners. So... You know, I think there's just those teething issues, really, and that's what's making us look so shaky at the back. But, you know, we've just got I to mean, stick I'd with play him. I'd, I'd play him this weekend. I wouldn't drop him. I'd, I would play him because I don't... I think if you drop him for Lee Camp, who's just come in, I think he's done. I think Dibble is, is finished if, if he gets dropped now. So I think you've got to play through it. And I think the defenders... I think the defenders just had a really bad day at the office. And I was slightly, slightly surprised to see Max Clee was it how how they said that Clueworth? Clueworth, yeah. Clueworth, yeah. There you go. I need to retrain my brain on that one. But um, I was surprised Clueworth came off because you know he's he's been a, been good, and I know we'd shipped five, and, and anybody could have come off. But I think 
didn't Aaron Hayden's um, Aaron Hayden said in his latest blog, him and his partner said that it was basically a freak, freak day, a freak, freak game that's exactly. unlikely to ever happen again. Like you exactly. can just, you can almost just brush that one off. As I know, it's not something you should brush off, but you can just go. Statistically, that's very unlikely to happen again. We 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 kept so many clean sheets at home or, or conceded, you know, just one here or there. We, we've never really been completely turned over defensively at home. So I think no, you can just yeah. draw a line under it and, and move on, really. Yeah, and I think, obviously, you know, Parkey will sit them down and he will analyse it. But I think there is that that issue, maybe on social media, etc., that you can really hammer players and overanalyse it to a degree. Because, yes, you've conceded five, but you've scored six. So that's not going to happen every week at both ends of the pitch. So mm. it was just an absolute one-off game. You, you get them sometimes, don't you? Just... So I think you've just got what, to. What did what did Ryan say that it's Wrexham AFC is the greatest drug on earth or something? Yeah, something I along mean, those lines. No, I mean that's get... that's flag worthy, isn't it? That is. Flag yeah, worthy. I said you've got to get that on a banner, haven't you? Imagine that on the cop when it's redone. It just makes so much sense. But yeah, I can't wait to see how that is covered in the documentary. Like you said, it was interesting because they didn't have the cameras there, and I, I think everyone turning up to the game. I know Dewey, who I gave a shout out to on the pod last week. It was his little one's first game. And I was like saying, like, well, we're gonna win. You know, it's it's Dover at home, probably two nil. I was expecting it to be mm. similar to the Kingsley and the older shot games, where it's just business as usual. We're not really threatened. And then yeah, and then that happened. And speaking of which, a few people next to me left at five two down, Nafe. Yeah, I mean I had a good chat with uh, a listener of the podcast, a guy called Danny, who um sits in the upper Rex Rent stand. And, you know, not normal for him. He'll explain himself, but not normal, really, Rich, for him to to leave early. It's not something he's done, been a season ticket holder for 15, 16 years. But he, he, he'd just seen enough. And he said that in that moment, it got to 5-2. He was with his wife and a few friends. And, and they just decided, you know what? I would rather be spending my time uh, in the turf. And that's where they went. So without further ado, I'm going to play you uh, my chat with Danny about why he decided to leave early. As we said then at the top of the show, as amazing as Saturday was, and Rich was there, I unfortunately wasn't there. Rich was, stayed until the end, but not everyone did stay until the end. Obviously, 5-2 down, uh, lots of, uh, we'll say annoyance, that's probably playing it a little bit lightly, but Danny is one of the people that got in touch by part of the call to arms on Twitter who left early. Danny, what time did you leave? What, what, at what point did you leave? Literally as soon as, as soon as the fifth goal went in. So the fifth goal goes in. Mm. And whereabouts are you sat in the ground, mate? I uh, got a season ticket in U2, so the upper um, Rex rent, yeah. So in the upper Rex rent, the fifth goal's gone in and and, and, and leaving earlier, obviously, there's a lot of frustration and anger at it. Is, is that something you've done before watching Rex? I mean, we've seen many kind of horror shows, but is this something you've done before or not? Um, not not typically, no, obviously not really that early. I mean, I've oh, followed Rex on and off for, what, 15, 16 years? I've, I've never found myself leaving at that time. It was probably a bit of a moment of madness. And in hindsight, I highly regret it. But at the same time, when... They've won, what was it, one league game all season? I yeah, mean, prior to that, it. Yeah, it's, one game, mate. It just seemed logical in the heat of the moment, to be honest with you, Nate. Yeah, you know, it was a lovely day, and I saw some people saying, you know, and, and, and I, I'm not taking sides on, on whether it's right to go or, or not, but you obviously weren't alone in that. Were there other people around you that, that followed suit 
and for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, so the, the wife actually came with me on Saturday, which is a rarity because my pal David was um, was elsewhere, and then Carl and Rich, Rich Edwards and Carl Williams, who sit right behind me, I've got to know really well. The four of us, when that fifth goal went in, we just were like, right, turf it is, Stella, please. Mm. So, so you're in the turf, were you kind of mm. then... You know, obviously, we all know where the turf is situated. What was it like then, sat in there, hearing the comeback, following the comeback? Or, you know, how, what did you do? Did you switch it off then, or, or did you still follow it? It was bizarre. It was there was there was a mass exodus. Uh, obviously, we were in a minority in, in terms of leaving. Obviously, but there were quite a few of us. And then I think when it got to five three, a lot of people. The turf was really busy at the point of us walking in then. Like I say, when it got to 5-3, I think a lot of people tried to get back in, maybe. Mm. Uh, but I don't think they were allowing it. Um, but yeah, it was lively. Obviously, people tracking um, tracking the score and that kind of thing. and Just unbelievable. I've never known anything like that. I can't see it happening again, to be honest. No, I don't, we don't really need that for the, for the kind of the heart rate and everything. <laughs> oh, but, but I mean, so you, you were just sat in the pub, in the turf, when that sixth mm. goal goes in. Kind of, what was the emotion then? Because you know, obviously you oh, chuffed, you chuffed in mayhem that we've won, but it tinged with regret. You know, it's not something you know we do leaving early or not. Do you no, think you stand by what you did? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say, wouldn't say stand by what I did. I mean, it, it's no offence, is it? No, 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 of course not. You know what I mean? But I mean, you wouldn't have changed it because in that moment you did want to leave. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it felt like spontaneously a bit of a heads rolling moment it felt like the right thing to do do I regret it of course I do yeah and the, the lads and, and with me and I haven't heard it off haven't heard the last of it off many people to be honest family members saying I'm disowned from the will and that kind of thing um, yeah I've had plenty of stick um, I can imagine my dad his best mate um, well two of his best mates who go who go regularly as well were wholeheartedly shocked and appalled that I'd um, I'd exited on the 65th minute, but uh, we live and learn and go again Saturday. Sure, and you, you know, you've been a season to for a long time, and, and this season in particular, you've seen you know all the, all the games at home. Why, why, why do you think it went so badly wrong for that for that first period, mate, where we sort of collapsed? There was just quite a few people having a bit of an off day. I'm not too sure if um, the lack of game time that Bibble, Hayden, and Toza have had together. Uh, I thought personally thought Toza was really poor first half, um, but collectively we gave the ball away a lot. Um, resorted back to that long ball kind of thing, um, and just didn't look. I, I didn't think the, the defence looked very. Um, what I'm trying to say, they looked very um, assured of, of Dibble's presence in goal, really, which is kind of bound to happen with it being a new face. But at the same time, you, you'd like something they'd worked on that. In the week, in in terms of then the positive spin on on you know it was it was a real Jekyll and Hyde sort of second half, wasn't it? People like you say flooding to the exit, you weren't alone. I saw a great video of a woman filming outside and somebody, mm. you know somebody jumping in the street. As you can see into, oh, carnage, into yeah. the Rex rent. I mean, were people were, were more? Did you stay stick around in the turf after that? Were people coming in? To, what was the kind of yeah? Songs, that kind of thing. Yeah, the turf was was bouncing as ever. It's an awesome pub. Um, but yeah, just I think a lot of disbelief, shock, that kind of thing. But you know, overwhelmed joy at the same time. So I don't think anyone saw three points coming in with what twenty five minutes to go. No, a bonkers, a bonkers game. And and you're looking ahead to the Saturday. We all are now. Big game. We're, we're hoping for a few more sales. I think in 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 the next day or two. 
What do you think then about about Stockport? Do you think it is just a one and done? Doesn't really have any effect, or do you think a win actually could psychologically be quite massive for both teams? Yeah, I think it could. I think it would be really positive in terms of M1 over them and. They're on some crazy run, aren't they? Where they've won eighteen out of the last nineteen games. Mm. I mean, they're, they're they're looking unstoppable, aren't they? But it's a big game for you them. You just you just never know in terms of you know if we could get one over the, um, them in the cup, and then does that kind of doubt on their part transform into the league form? Um, you'd like to think it potentially could. They've got some tough games going. Up. I know we have as well, but um, certainly rather win it than lose it. That's obvious. And where are you on the trophy? That seems to be quite a divisive. I was at Bromley away recently. There's a lot of people saying that they, they wouldn't mind. They don't really care too much if we go out or we're still in the trophy. I mean, a Wembley trip would be nice, wouldn't it? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, I mean, um, were, you North, were you there North Therapy? That one? Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah in 2015, yeah. Dire. Yeah, and I was there uh, for that one. And, but, the, you know, those Grimsby, and I think I was, there for, I was there for that one and a lot of other people. I'm sure, were you there for that one, the Grimsby one? Grimsby, no. No. Oh, you didn't think yourself out of the snow for that one. I didn't. Coldest day in history. <laughs> but I think, you know, but, well, uh, well, it is an important thing to, to see your team win silverware, isn't it? Which is not something we often get to do. So I think, would you go give it full strength? You know, I've seen some Stockport people on social media saying that, Stockport fans saying, that, you know, let's rotate it and focus on the league. But you're one game, you're 90 minutes away, aren't you? And you're not playing, uh, you haven't, we haven't played all week. No, I think so. You've got to go with it, haven't you? We're in a position whereby we, like I've just mentioned, they psychologically, I think we should be really keen to get one over them, just to put a bit of doubt in their minds um, around what we're capable of, what we can do. And like I said before, it, you never know that kind of dip, you know, losing Saturday, would it would it translate to league form? You never know, do you? So, I, no, I think we should go go all out for it. And if we're losing on Saturday, do we start a petition to get you to go again and then we get some kind of... Uh-huh. Well, the it's a question, doesn't it? Yeah, it's going to be bloody freezing on Saturday, so I don't think it's going to be quite as nice um, inviting weather to be sat in a pub garden. So um, no, I'll be, I can tell you one thing, though, I'll be there until the 99th minute if there is one. That's good, that's great. And, and finally, mate, just because it's getting to that time of year and it's getting to award season time, what about you then, in terms of player of the season? What do you think? There's a lot of candidates. I know it's something that me and Rich will speak about a lot over the coming weeks. What do you think? There's a few, isn't there? Um, it, normally, it's just it's relatively obvious. Um, but I'd probably go with Jordan. Yeah. Jordan Davis, in terms of it. I know people talk about Paul Mullen, Aaron Hayden, even, well, young player, potentially Max Clueth. But there's a, you could rattle off five or six. You know, James Jones has been immense, hasn't he? That's kind of six, six, seven games or so. But no, for me, consistency from kind of August to where we are now, I, I go Davis. I think he's he could be like a few of them cutting it league one easy. He's a class act. Yeah, I mean Wayne Phillips in last week's pod couldn't speak highly enough of of Jordan and you know even with his little bit of bias of his son knowing him. But I think he'll be a popular candidate and enjoy the weekend. I will be there. Uh, Rich will be as well. Uh, Ninety-nine minutes or hundred, whatever we, whatever we get penalties, maybe forget those. Uh, straight to penalties, isn't it? Straight, it's a to, straight to penalties. So it, it's. Uh, I'm not sure I can handle a penalty shootout. I'm trying to think back of Brighton in the FA Cup when Dean Dean doesn't score his. But look, it's going to be a cracker and perhaps learned a little lesson I don't know have we learned a lesson from, from, from Dover it's not over till it's over is it absolutely not top man cheers
as you can see then, Rich, he's he's not going to repeat that in a hurry, I don't think. I think he said there that, you know, he'll be staying until the 99th minute at the weekend. And the weekend is a big game. You know, as much as we've... It's it's it's, it's important to look back at that Dover game. And, and I think it's... We've had a few of these big moments in the season that, that are important for the squad, whether they're learning lessons or whether they're turning points or the start of something. I think Dover was the kind of kick up the backside that we needed the, the real test of mentality and resilience. Okay, yeah, you can look at it and people say, well, it's Dover and and doesn't really matter. It's that kind of game is hard to come by. And the fact you've come through, I think you're stronger for it. So I saw a lot of Stockport fans saying, brilliant, you know, we're playing them. They've just shipped five to Dover. You, you know, amazing. That, that we're, They're vulnerable. But actually, as I say, that's completely freak. And the resilience and the sort of the team spirit that's generated from a win like that can can work wonders going forward. Yeah, exactly. And some people say that that game showed exactly why we won't go up, but I think it maybe showed exactly why I'm confident mm. that we will give it a good go because it was that attitude and that never say die mentality which you know is is very rarely seen and I think you've just got to yeah, I, mean, I think the real gauge is how we respond to it and go forward in the weeks ahead. You know, if we keep up this momentum, keep up this form, and we get more clean sheets, then it is just a weird day at the office, isn't it? But there's going to be extra scrutiny on this game this weekend, and we'll get into a chat with Sam Byrne, who's a Stockport correspondent, and he's expecting it to be quite a, con- a tight contest this weekend. But yeah, I think that we've just got to move on from it quickly, really. I mean, I know I think Parky said in his post-match stuff as well that it was just one of those days where he walked into the train the dressing room afterwards and was like wow did that really happen and <laughs> you know that's what i mean i think that you've obviously got to analyze the individual goals and any areas that happened and try and see how you can eradicate those going forward but i do think it's a bit dangerous to be too sort of taken either side from that you can't get maybe too positive you can't get too negative after that performance it is just one of those absolute freak results so yeah, I'm just excited for the weekend now, but... Onwards and upwards. Yeah. Oh, the the, the weekend's nerve-wracking, Rich. I don't know about you. It's, you know, I'm a big defender of the trophy and I'm I'm desperate. There's a desperation in me to get to Wembley. I know that's maybe not shared by everyone, but um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because as we, we'll get on to in this chat with Stockport as well, you see it as a distraction almost at the the trophy or it's almost a bonus as well it's obviously not the priority for for us two teams maybe for a mid-table team it does become the priority when you get to this sort of stage but for us both of us are going for promotion it is a little bit of maybe a distraction but I think that winning breeds confidence and we saw with that Notts County match didn't we where we made a couple of changes up front but we still got the result I think that why would you not want to win it? Why do you not want to go to Wembley and try win a trophy? That's what football's all about. Like you said, we might have been stuck in this league for so many years now, but winning the FA Trophy is a highlight that everyone will share because it was brilliant and it didn't really matter so much what else happened that season. We all say, oh, 2013, we won the FA Trophy. And that's how we should look back at 2022, hopefully. Yes, we hope it to be the promotion season, but if not, what you at least want the FA Trophy to go with it. So... I, yeah, I'm a big, big fan of it. Sounds like Stockport have sold out their 1,200 away allocation. Sounds like, like there are quite a few home tickets left. Yeah, it's um, 
it's quite rare now. I think usually tickets go on sale for these home games, admittedly league games, where season ticket holders have already got their seats, of which, you know, you're one of those. And very quickly we see the tweet, don't we, sold out or a uh, hundred more tickets have been put on sale and, and they sell out fast and, and you're getting crowds of eight and a half, uh, you know, eight, seven, eight, six, that kind of figure. But I think this weekend, is the, when you look at it, there, there's, there are, in, especially in the, in the Macron stand, the Mold Road and, and in the AL stand, there are lots of seats still available. Um, you'll be in a new spot of the weekend. We've got to kind of thank uh, one of our podcast listeners, Will, who has invited us down to go with him, which is very kind, Rich, and uh, probably far too generous for for me and you to be blagging our way into the race course. But we are excited. I'd be odd for you not sitting in the tech end, but I would encourage people. I know the big gripe is £20, given that, the last round which I was at, the Boreham Wood game was ten pounds. It's it's I don't know, Rich, it's it's a tricky one. You know, ten pound would have probably packed it out. Twenty pound when there's so many home games. I'm not sure. I think maybe they've missed a trick here. Yeah, I think that and we'll see by I guess kick off, won't we, on Saturday. But you know, I said it on the, the podcast the other week, I do kind of understand from the club's point of view that they're trying to capitalise on it, but You'd rather have a full house at ten pound than half, well, like three quarters foot twenty, wouldn't you? I mean, I know we are still a business, and we want to try and get as much revenue as we can. But I just think for that sort of game as well, you want you want a full house, you want as much backing as you can get. So let's hope that it is a healthy crowd by by kickoff time. Let's hope we can get over the line. I guess Nath, just before we do get into the stockport preview, as such, uh, plug for the the I mean the podcast awards, I suppose. The podcast awards, yeah. Well, apparently. Uh, we've been hearing all sorts of slanderous remarks from the guys over at Fearless, who obviously released their podcast earlier in the week. Yet, yeah, non-league Bible are, have l- kindly listed us as one of the final, I think it's about seven, Rich, or seven or eight uh, podcasts for Podcast of the Year. And we, yeah, I mean, it'd be great if, if anyone could vote for us two, who just kind of have been plugging away since um, early last year. You can vote for us on non only Bible, NL Bible, Instagram page, uh, Twitter and Facebook and their website. And I'll, I'll chuck all those links into the description of this podcast. If you want to go and vote, that would be very nice of you. It takes a few, couple of seconds and it would be just it'd be very nice. I mean, we're not expecting to win, are we, Rich? But apparently everyone else is doping. I don't know what podcast doping looks like, but that's what I've heard. So, yeah. Well, I, did, I thought like it'd be a short list and then some a panel of experts would choose the, the best one, but it just seems to be a bit of a popularity contest and a <laughs> yeah, bit of well, a beg for votes, which... Um, which kind we're of, not going to do. We, we, we'll, we'll ask very nicely once and that will, no. that will do us, I think. Yeah, and then regardless, we can go on stage and slap the winner anyway, can't we? So, <laughs> yeah. you know... Keep our podcast name out of your bleep mouth please but look no, if you, you want to no, vote for us your, if you put our podcast name in your bleeping mouth that's actually that's a fair point yeah I, i'm sorry i'm actually I'm, i was too focused on the actual will smith quote which would have involved me beeping this later which i mean incredible that's moment actually effort, while, while we're on that while we're on that i woke up and i i think you were one of the first people i text to say what on earth is going on in america i mean you know bizarre but yeah. uh if we do I don't even know if there is a. I don't even know if it's just a virtual award or if there is an actual. I don't think there's. I don't actually think there is, is there an, an actual, actual award? ceremony. Is there an actual no, award to pick up a physical award? And also, then what do we do? Do we 
keep it at your house? Do we share it? Do we duplicate? Who it's knows? not worth the effort, is it? If you can vote, <laughs> thank you. If not, just don't if worry. Not, if not, we're, we're not going to lose any sleep over it. But, like I say, apparently everyone else is, is, is doping on their podcast. So if you want to vote for us, that'd be great in the description below. And a quick shout out as well to everyone who's already listened to the Wayne Phillips podcast. Rich worked hard to, to get Wayne to come on and he was brilliant with us uh, talking about all sorts of things. Joey, Jordan Davis he was talking about, which was a nice foreshadow to Jordan's brace against Dover. And, and loads FIFA of things. Team of the Week inclusion as well. FIFA Jordan Team Davis. of the Week inclusion. Big names in there. Uh, yeah. Long so, yeah, no. so <laughs> Well, no, yeah, great for Jordan. Ever, that's the first ever Wrexham player to be in a Team of the Week because we weren't that didn't exist when we were last in the Football League. So, A, a quiz question in years to come, Rich, no doubt. Yeah. But look, thanks for all the support on, on those episodes. The Humphrey and Fleur episode is still ticking along quite nicely. That one's doing really well. Rich, you should be pleased to know. But yeah, you've been picking the brains of one of your colleagues, I believe, about what we can expect from Stockport County. Because from afar, they look great. And they won in midweek, didn't they, in the Cheshire, the Cheshire Senior Cup? Some sort Cheshire of Cheshire Senior Cup. Cup. They made some rotation. For... They beat Crew 5-0. They're on for They're the on treble. They're on for the treble, mate. They're on for the yeah. treble. Admittedly, exactly. a, you know, it's, it's not a Champions League, but at the same time, it's to win three trophies at this level, we're pushing for promotion would still be quite something. So I'm sure your your colleague Sam will be able to fill us in a little bit more on what we can expect. Yeah, so I spoke to Sam Byrne, who is a football journalist who covers Stockport County for the Manchester Evening News for my Stockport and for Stockport, uh, so for Strawberry Radio Stockport as well. So here's what he had to say ahead of the match this weekend. So, Sam, thanks very much for joining us on Rob Ryan Red. And what has been the sort of reaction to Wrexham season from a Stockport point of view? I mean, two very well-supported clubs, traditional clubs. But, you know, there's a bit of rivalry there in terms of, you know, the way that we are both expecting the other one to, to maybe drop away at some point. Yeah, absolutely. I think we were just talking, you know, before we started. Then I think it, on one hand, while it's not maybe enjoyable because there's so much at stake, when you take a step back, you can appreciate that it's, you know, the two top teams in the division, really, um, and two really old football league clubs that have, that have got a long history in, in the in the football league and um, and are now fighting to get back up there. I think we've 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 had really similar seasons. You know, you know when when Stockport parted company with with Simon Rusk um, in October, the end of October, start of November. I think we were down in tenth. Wrexham one place above us at the time, maybe. Both clubs like really underachieving or, or being seen to be underachieving um, based on the money that, that both both sides had spent. Um, and albeit County have, have kind of kicked on massively with Dave Challoner and obviously got on this ridiculous run of form. Looking at where Wrexham were when Dave Challoner came to Stockport, you, you know, both sides have done, have done similar really to, to be where they are now and um, yeah, I, I think it's just one of those things where both sides now are, are going to be kind of going at it um, full throttle with each other to, to the end of the season, barring some sort of uh, catastrophic kind of <laughs> blowing it for, for Stockport and, you know, kind of disastrous runs of form for both sides. You'd say that it's it's the two sides that are kind of left standing now in, in the title race for the National League. Um, and I'm guessing that that'll really kick into to full force this Saturday with the, the trophy semi-final. 
Yeah, like you said, Stockport stands 11 points ahead of us, played a game more, so you know if we win that, take it to eight. And of course, I think by the time we play played again, we could cut it down to just a five-point lead. There's a different mentality when you're the, the chasing team and you may, maybe there's, you know, and the word we've seen is like, there's lots of Wrexham fans on social media saying, well, if Stockport lose this game, lose that game, lose this game, it would be an unprecedented, you know, drop-off in form. Is there actually a worry from Stockport fans that they could still blow the title? I mean... I feel like we're being very optimistic to say that we could not only continue our form, but that yours would drop off. I think there's definitely not not worries, but it's football and it's you know similar to, to Wrexham. I think you mentioned to me before both clubs are, are really similar, um, and I, I think it's not. I don't think fans are thinking that that the side are going to blow it. It's just that natural football fan kind of pessimism, um, not wanting to believe that something's going to happen and not wanting to get carried away until it's signed and sealed. Um, look, it's a big lead and albeit it can be cut and we've, and we've still got to go to the race course in the league as well. Um, I think it's just the nature of the beast that, that Stockport fans are looking saying, well, there's no way that Wrexham will carry on. And Wrexham fans are saying there's no way Stockport will carry on. Um, you know, it's come down to... When you look at both clubs, were where both clubs were in September, October, like I say, to see where they are now, it you know cream rises to the top, doesn't it? And it's it's come down to these two teams, and I think ultimately both sets of fans probably need to accept that. Yeah, it looks like um, all indicators are pointing towards both sides carrying on this run of form, and maybe it coming down to to the game at the race course, and maybe like you say, if you can cut it down to five points. We know that. Um, that it's not the easiest of run-ins for County, um, albeit they won't fear anyone, they'll feel that actually they, they kind of come alive against the better sides, really. When we have a, a Dover or a Weymouth or a Wealdstone or a Woking, we, we've been struggling against those sides in recent weeks and finding that we're, we're winning games by a goal here and there, whereas we come up against Chesterfield, came back to draw 2 all with them recently, should have won the game, really. Blue Knots County away 3-0, I think. And, and similar when you look at Wrexham as well, you know, the, um, the Halifax yeah. game recently made them look distinctly ordinary on, on BT Sport, one at Chesterfield. I think both clubs will just stay the same and they'll feel in the same kind of moment that um, they can both beat anyone and, and are both good enough to beat anyone. So um, to answer your question, I, I don't think it's a worry that they're going to blow the title or that... Um, to be honest, I don't think they could, they'll even think that the title is there to to, to blow yet. I don't mm. think it's a case of it being won. Um, it's just coming into this running um, nine games is, is a long time in football, and uh, who knows? We haven't seen County being put into the position yet of having someone breathing right down the necks at the top of the table. Um, they don't appear at the moment to be showing any signs of, of pressure getting to them. Neither directs them. Um, but if Wrexham can cut that lead down to five before we kick off against Southend uh, in just over a week's time on, on BT Sport, the, the late game next Saturday, uh, then who knows? It, it'll all be on county to to kind of remove any any seeds of pressure and just crack on and keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned there that two sides feeling very confident about keeping this winning streak going as well. Of course, they meet this weekend, though, and one of those runs will have to end. I know it could technically be a draw, go to penalties. Maybe that'll be the only difference between the two sides on the day. But how is Stockport approaching the FA Trophy? I know it's almost seen as a distraction, but then when you get to the same final stage, a chance at Wembley as well. I know Stockport are going for 
a treble and they won in the Cheshire Senior Cup, didn't they, against Crewe on Tuesday night as well. How are Stockport viewing the FA Trophy? I don't know, to be honest, because it's it's one of those... That I spoke to Dave Challoner in, in December when Stockport drew Grimsby at the time. Grimsby hadn't dropped off. Um, I think they were just in the midst of that kind of really bad run of form that they had um, around Christmas. Obviously, they've picked up a little bit again now, but, but we drew Wrexham in the first round that Stockport came into the trophy. Um, and at the time, Dave Challoner was was adamant, look, we're, we're, we want to get to Wembley. He's won the trophy before. He's had that Wembley day out with Fylde. Uh, they actually beat Stockport in the semi-finals two, two years ago to get there. Um, so he, he's experienced that, wants to experience it again. At the time, though, Stockport weren't even in the playoff places in December. So there was maybe a train of thought of, well, it, it's easier for him to say that at the time because there wasn't that pressure of the title race. Um we, as we've gone on through the trophy, albeit Stockport have had some favourable draws, we've had uh, Larkwell Athletic, Cheshunt, um, Needham Market away. So we were kind of going through a run of drawing the, the lowest ranked teams left in each round. Um, and that allowed Dave Challoner to, to make some changes. Um, I think the nature of the squad we've got at the moment, and, and you mentioned the Cheshire Cup there last night, we played a crew Alexandra side who fielded, I think, three or four of their first team players or players that have been in and around their first team recently. Um, and Dave Challoner made 11 changes from the, the side, which won at Eastley last week um, in the National League and 11 changes, won 5 nil last night, uh, Tuesday night. Um, and I, I think there was a thought that he may field a, a, weak, a much weaker team in the Cheshire Cup so that some of those second string players, if you like, um, could see some action on Saturday at the race course. That wasn't the case, um, and it was quite a strong team. Um, so it, it's completely up in the air with whether County go with a, a weakened side, if you can call it that, or whether they just go full steam ahead. It's obviously a difficult one to balance because both sides won't want to give the other any confidence in the league, to, in the title race. Uh, you know, if we come there with a, a slightly weakened team and Wrexham get through to the final, does that give Wrexham a, you know, an added boost in the title race and the confidence that, that Stockport can be beaten and Stockport can be can be chased down? And equally, if Stockport go and, go and do a number on Wrexham, does that knock knock your confidence a little bit and does that make Stockport feel that, you know, that the head and shoulders are above and that they'll go on and finish the job? So, um, all in all, it's been a mixed bag in terms of the approach. We've been able to field a weaker side because of the teams we've come up against. Um, that obviously isn't the case this weekend, and with it being such such high stakes, I'd imagine we may see at some point in the game the likes of Paddy Madden, Scott Quigley, Anthony Sarsovic, um, and with the fact that Stockport don't have a midweek game afterwards. You know, our next fixture then is Southend the Saturday after in the National League. May just give Dave Challoner a little nudge in the direction of fielding a, a stronger side. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's similar to what we did against Notts in the quarterfinal. It was only the two strikers who who we rested and brought Palmer and Mullen off the bench and yeah. went on to win that at the end. I mean, you've basically named them there. The danger men then. I know that Stockport were busy on deadline day as well, so there might be a few uh, sort of new faces for Wrexham fans to, to watch out for, but is it the usual suspects we need to be wary of this weekend? Yeah, I think Paddy Madden has, has kind of come into a, a really rich vein of form as of late. He scored... Um, scored two at Kingsland. Uh, sorry, one at Kingsland last week. Two against Notts County the week prior. 
uh, scored the first in the comeback against Wealdstone. So he is in a good run of form, but aside from his his goal scoring, he, he just kind of makes the side tick. I think, you know, you guys will probably sympathise with this a little bit. When you sign these sorts of players, I think there's a, a feeling that the are dropping down the leagues just to, you know, pick up a, a pay packet. They know yeah. they can score goals with ease, but, um, and I'm sure it's the same with Mullin and Palmer with what they're doing um, at the race course. It's not the case with Paddy Madden at all, where, um, you know, he's putting a real shift into the side. Like I say, the same with Mullin and, and Palmer with you guys. Um, so, yeah, Madden will be up there if he plays. Um, but, yeah, other than that, um, Starsevich is in there. Um, Scott Quigley's been, he's, he's struggled a little bit. He's only got one get, one goal um, since the turn of the year. He's, he's more of that target man mould. Um, so he still does, he is still one of those players that can be a threat um, and will cause some problems for a, de- for a defence, albeit a defence that's um, a bit more solid like Wrexham's. So, yeah, there, there are a number of players and I think there's a few players that go under the radar in terms of their stop loss. Ryan Crowsdale, um, in the midfield is, is one that's constantly getting up and down the pitch and uh, and really crucial to have Stockport play. They play with a, a midfield three usually of, mm. of Sarsevich, Crowsdale and, and Will Collar. Um, and since Dave Allen has come in, it's been all about kind of high pressing, high intensity. Um, so yeah, there'll be a, a number of players. It, it, it fully depends on, on the lineup Dave Allen goes with. We've, we've got Ollie Crankshaw, um, who's not really been getting in the starting lineup as of late. A real talent on the wing, um, Elliot Newby, who's had a loan spell at Halifax this season, came back into the the fold under Dave Chalner here, and has been getting minutes here and there off the bench. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's a difficult one to, in terms of what side we'll go with. I'm sure it's the same for, for Wrexham as well. I don't think Stockport fans fully know what to expect in terms of Wrexham's lineup. Um, going back to that point of of you know, does either side want to give? the other a sniff of of turning up and, and giving the other side a real beating against the weakened side and, and giving them a little confidence boost in, in the title race. That remains to be seen, I guess. But um, in terms of the newer signing, signings that you mentioned, uh, Andy Cannon on loan from, from Hull City is probably the standout. He's um, dropped down the divisions to get some minutes under his belt and scored on Tuesday night in the Cheshire Senior Cup. He was given 60 minutes on Tuesday night to get some to get some game time, so that may well suggest that he's involved on Saturday. Um, I would imagine it'll be a more stronger side than not, um, and it, it could be a mixed bag in terms of maybe someone like Paddy Madden plays, but Sarsovic doesn't, or vice versa. Um, but generally, I think there'll be a handful of, of key players on the pitch to to try and cause Wrexham some problems. And I guess the final question, then, Sam, is the question you probably dread the most. What are you expecting this weekend then? I mean, first of all, what type of crowd can we expect from Stockport? And secondly, what is your match prediction? Maybe not the score, but what the outcome will be. I think it's it's impossible to call, isn't it? But um, I, I don't... I think this is probably famous last words, but I think when you, <laughs> see, when you see two top teams in any division coming up against each other, I think it's rare that you see, you know, goals galore. I think it's rare that you see a, a hammering... Um, because so because the two sides are so evenly matched, of course, cup football can kind of lend itself to to the game being a bit more free flowing than a league game, um, and both sides may feel that they can they can give it a go a little bit more and and be a little bit more expansive and open and attacking than than you'd expect a league game to be. Um, 
in terms of the attendance, I'm not sure of the exact figure that Stockport were given, but it is sold out. I yeah, think, I think it's about 1,200. Yeah, 1,200, yeah. So, I mean, I know you guys have consistently been getting around 8,000, 8, 9,000, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, yeah, expecting a, a big crowd, um, big atmosphere. And um, because I don't think either side will want to to give an inch in terms of giving the other side... Um, a real confidence boost, like I say, I'd, I'd probably say. I, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to boss. I don't want to be, be a. You know, I don't. It sounds like you're about to say goalless draw, penalty shootout to me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say one nil either side. I think one okay. nil either side will be, um, be the the verdict for the day. But, um, you know, with the talent that's on the pitch, you couldn't rule out a free scoring, um, a free scoring affair, especially after what we saw. Last weekend we saw with Dover and what we saw with with Stockport and Wealdstone the week before that as well. I think, although it's rare, I think both sides have got they've both got goals in them and they've both got the the culpability to to concede as well. So um, if we see a, a a kind of rip roaring cup tie, big atmosphere and big crowd, then um, then I'm not sure we can have too many complaints. So, Naif, like we both said there, it sounds like we're expecting a bit of a tight one, a goal either side. What about you? I'm feeling pessimistic because I'm a Wrexham fan. <laughs> I'm weirdly optimistic because I feel like Stockport, they've got a big following there, but I feel like they would be somewhat less disappointed to win. Whereas I feel like we really want to land some sort of psychological blow. I can just see us doing it on penalties. I can just see us obviously go straight to penalties. I can just see us doing it on penalties. And I, if I had to bank, I would say, you know, obviously Mullin would take a penalty, Palmer, well, that's Jordan. I was going to ask you, who would... Like, obviously, the Knotts game, we, we had Mullin and Palmer on the bench. How sure. how strong would you go with your lineup this weekend? I mean, me, I would I would go full strength. Um, I would, personally. They've not played this week. Uh, I don't see a reason. I mean, I know you're playing Barnett on Tuesday. And that yeah. is... And Stockport many, that don't play more... next week. Yeah, that is a more important game. I would go as as, as as strong as you possibly can. I would go... My team would probably be something like Dibble, uh, Hall-Johnson, Tozer, Hayden, Kluwerth, McFadzian. Um, I would go Jones. Yeah, I mean, I would, I, would go full, I would go full strength. Jones, Young, Davis. If Well, he's 50-50 Davis, so if not Davis... Oh, I'd, um, who would I want to put in there then instead? Um, McAlinden? McAlinden, maybe? maybe? Yeah, yeah put I mean, Jarvis again off the bench. I thought Jarvis looked bright when he came on in, in the flashes I saw. McAlinden or Jarvis, and then, yeah, and then I would go Palmer and um, Mullen up to. I, I think, and this is, I'm trying to be disrespectful to these guys, but I think I would be disappointed if I saw a front two of Kwame and, and Ponticelli once again. Um, yeah, for, I mean, they know, for did, a semi final. That... It's difficult, isn't it? Because I know you see it in the high leagues as well when you sort of cup goalkeepers and stuff and maybe there's some agreement where Parky said, well, I'll make sure I play in the cup games or whatever. But there will be an expectance mm. on us to play our big names, won't there? And particularly against a Stockport side who look like they'll be without Palmer themselves because obviously he's playing for Captain England C tonight. And as, tonight, we, record, yeah. as we are recording this, Wales are winning that 2-0. But obviously Get in there. this could be 3-0, uh, actually. Just oh. now, a third goal has gone in. So, wow. 
I wish I was in Carnarvon now. Why are we still here? But yeah, you know. oh, well, why are we here? But there you go. But good job our lads missed it. Then you know, good job our lads yeah. went on well, the end of another shellacking. When, that's what happens when Hayden and Toza don't play in defence. I suppose you know you you, you leak goals and yeah, who, who knows? It, it, I meant, mean, it meant that it meant that it meant that Aaron Hayden could go celebrate his anniversary, go get a steak in Miller and Carter, and educate us on why you should never get well done steak. Go and watch that vlog if you haven't already. Very. Very light-hearted and good to show support to players, you know, doing other things off the pitch. Yeah. So, so, do you want to give a proper um, plug for us? That's Aaron Hayden's family vlog on YouTube. Aaron Hayden's family vlog, which I've, well, we've tweeted out on at Rob Ryan Red Twitter, and I need to get to some emails. I will remember next week. We've got some great emails, Rich. Rob Ryan Red at gmail dot com. You will be leaving me. You're jetting off on a plane next week, so it will just be me and and, and somebody else to kind of digest Stockport and Barnet. You're, getting, you're going off to sunny sunny Greece, not sunny Spain like me. Yeah, hopefully it is sunny Greece. I've got my Rex and Beach towel, which was very expensive <laughs> for the club shop, but it was a price I had to pay to just to show my support while, while I'm away. But yeah, like I said, I, I managed to steady the ship for one week now, so I'm sure that yeah, it'll be we'll absolutely be fine. fine. We'll be fine. As long as there's a podcast to come back to, that's all that matters. Maybe we'll get cancelled <laughs> at the podcast awards, or maybe we won't even get invited to the after party, who knows? But yeah, like we said, if you do get a chance, the the links to vote for us are in the description. If not, don't worry, we're not, we're not <laughs> too overly bothered about that. But yeah, big weekend ahead. Nafe, we get to watch a game in person as well, together. Yes, together, which is exciting. Last time was Wheelston away, and I would take something akin to that drama, Rich, again. It'd be good, and as always, we always say, you, you know, do say hello if you do see us. We will be there bright and early at the race course, and it is great. It's the best part for us to kind of speak to people that listen to the podcast and like it and share it and talk about it. So... Yeah, definitely say hello. I've had a few messages have said, I saw you, but we didn't end up saying hello. Definitely say hello. And I'm excited, Rich. I think we'll, we'll I think we'll get two wins, which is, I've, I've really changed. I used to be this pessimistic sod, but now I'm thinking this is on. I think Wembley's, we're Wembley bound, mate. <sighs> please, please, please. <laughs> I want to, yeah, write some wrongs about Wembley, I suppose, and in my time following Wrexham. But yeah, who knows? Yeah, I think we'll be, I think Saturday will be close and I think hopefully a spirited performance and then, Hopefully, Barna is a bit more uh, straightforward than Dover was, at least. But thank you very much for your support, wherever you are in the world. The worldwide Reds out in force. But yeah, if you can, vote for us in the podcast awards. And as always, please do leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already. And we will see you again next time. Iga Rexam. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.